Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. <laughs> nothing i'm just laughing the different no no i'm just i'm just yeah i think it's awesome i'm just honestly i'm totally pumped oh yeah i am just i'm just are pumped. you laughing at how intense like- no i just i'm just pumped i'm just pumped about life like honestly it's a it's it's, it's, it's an exciting time. season i mean even COVID is like i don't know we are it's com- an exciting season like we something are. shifted because when we started podcasting after the summer like after the spiritual gift series, we were both kind of like, mm, it's a little, we're like kind of, we were kind of pressing through something. Like we were pushing through something, both of us. Are we both recording? had shared. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> we had both shared that we were pressing through something, but something shifted. It did. Because in the last few weeks, yeah. both of us are. Crushing snakes. <laughs> crushing snakes, overflowing, like no, just. Yeah, totally. And like intense. revelation and yeah, and intense. Yeah. But you feel it and it's not, it's not something we're naturally, well, we, no. we are. I am a bit more that way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't go looking for that. That's not a natural uh, trying to draw attention to that. But it is like rearing itself. You can't help it. It's like being fanned. Anyway. Okay. So good. So I love good. it. Me too. I love it. Well, let's dive in. Oh, we're just going to start right now. Dive in. <laughs> okay. Dive in. Well, I, I, I've been reading in Philippians <laughs> and I have read the scripture so many times. And I just love when it talks about the word of God being living and active doesn't matter how many times you read your Bible and it's inexhaustible, the revelations of God. And there's a scripture in chapter one, verse 27, and it says, and you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Well, first off, I just love that whole picture of like standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith. Like just the intensity of that, that we are holding the line. We're literally holding the line, like enemy, you're not crossing with one purpose, one spirit fighting together for the faith, which is the good news, the gospel. And I love this line. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. I love that. I don't think I've read, like, I haven't noticed that verse before. I don't know how I haven't noticed that either. I know. And then it goes on to say, this will be a sign to them, speaking that this, like, our our standing together, being one in spirit, is going to be a sign to the enemy that they are going to be destroyed, even by God himself. Wow. Like, I gotta love that. For you have been saved and been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. So we are in the struggle together. It reminds me of when Jesus prayed, Father, make them one as you and I are one. Yes. Like it's that you that strength in unity that actually yes. fights back, pushes back the darkness. That unity is what is gonna destroy the enemy. That's exactly and the work it. of the enemy. That's exactly. So I just am feeling like that unity, what God is stirring in our hearts. When we actually look at the landscape of the world right now, you see what the enemy is doing and he is causing the pain and pride and things in our lives that have really destroyed us 
to actually continue to destroy us by causing discord, by breaking apart unity, breaking apart families, friendships, churches, breaking apart deep, deep like relationships yeah, and causing more discord. And instead of bringing us together through unity, through humility, through repentance, confession, through being able to come one under the spirit of God, who is a true reconciler. We cannot do that without the spirit of God, but coming together in humility in our diversity, coming together to be unified because the enemy always shows his hand. And when we see what is happening, we can know guaranteed that God is doing the opposite. We can be guaranteed. And the louder he gets, you know, it's, he's being threatened even more. So we can be assured we can be assured today. I love that word, being assured. We see it all through scriptures. We can be assured that God is going to save the church by himself. Like it is his church. Yeah. No weapon formed against it will prosper. He is going to build his church. The gates of hell will not prevail. And we can be assured that God, his spirit is going to do a work that is going to push back the enemy. And we are not to be intimidated. We are to hold the line, hold the line. Be assured we serve a God who is going to save us because of the work of the cross yeah. and is going to save the work of what he's doing on earth himself. Like it's the spirit of God that's doing it. So hold the line, be assured, hold the line and don't be intimidated by what you see. Don't, don't shrink back. It's like stand firm. Stand that firm. is a powerful yeah. revelation. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so good. I know. Do you have more? Yeah. Well, I just even love that it goes on to say, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in God, in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. And I think, you know, when you think of even if we're going back to the army, you know, all the training and all the things that you do and all the camaraderie and the relational part that you build in training, there's a trust together that's built. There's a reinforcement that's built. But then when you actually go into a fight, there's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of it. And, but you've got to be in it together. You've got to be in it together. We can't, we can't then shrink back or run or bolt when it gets hard. We've got to be in it for the trusting seasons that are really amazing and bonding and we're, it's exciting, but we also got to be in it together with the persecution side, whatever that may look like. We've got to be in it together and we got to hold the line together. And so I just love that. And I just said, I love that it says we are in this struggle together. So we are not going to be intimidated. And it goes on to say in Colossians, which is another scripture that's standing out right now for me in uh, this whole theme of holding the line, of not being intimidated, of knowing that God himself is working on behalf of the church. And we've got to hold fast in the trusting, in the persecution, not be moved, not be like to not be moved, to be firmly fixed. Because it says in Colossians 1, Verse 13, then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Oh, thank you, Lord. In this way, so in this way of him canceling the charges and nailing it to the cross, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them over the cross. It is a disarmed enemy. So do not be intimidated. They're disarmed. They're disarmed. So. Wow. That. that is powerful. Yeah. That is a powerful prophetic yeah. declaration word of what is happening right now of what like the time that we're living in and what is happening. That's really 
powerful. Yeah. That's really powerful. I know I've had this word kind of running over in my spirit over and over and over again, this word resolve, this word resolve, mm. resolve, resolve. And I'm like, Lord, what, what is, what is, what are you saying in that? What, what do you mean by the word resolve? And, you know, a few weeks ago, even, uh, uh, you know, on a Sunday, all of the worship songs sort of just had this resolve to them, just this, this declarative, uh, the way that we were singing, the way that the words were worded, there was this declaration of who God is and that, mm-hmm. you know, I have decided to mm-hmm. follow Jesus. And I feel like there is exactly what you're describing is exactly what's taking place in the spiritual realm over our lives and that we need to have a resolve in so who good. Christ is, in who we are in Christ, in mm-hmm. what he has already done for us so that we can stand on the solid rock as the storms kind of come and go all around us as darkness begins to tries to invade. And it's like, it's like I I can almost see, again, it's such a weird way to even say it because it's not in the natural, but it's like I can see it in the spirit and I can see this darkness in the distance trying to invade, pressing in, but I can also see like brothers and sisters in Christ, I can see it both like individually, I can see it across a large group of people, whether that be a family or a church or our staff or a city or a country, like I can see it both individually, like you have to do it for your your own life, but we're also in it together, exactly like you're describing in that scripture. We can't only do it alone, mm-hmm. but we have to do it for our own life too, because the enemy wants yes. to do that in our heart. Yes. And it's like, I can see in the distance, this darkness that wants to invade, that's pressing in, mm-hmm. but through prayer and through praise, that darkness is being pushed back. Like it's it's not coming, but you can see it in the distance. If you get your eyes on it, you get afraid. Just like Peter who stepped out of the boat in the storm, as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he got afraid. Mm-hmm. He, he was afraid and he began to sink. But as long as his eyes were fixed on Jesus, it's like all the darkness fades into the the distance and all you can see is exactly what you you read there the authority that we have in christ the fact that that darkness that's trying to invade is disarmed disarmed It, it it actually has no authority to be there so we can stand Mm. in resolve of who Mm. God has called us to be, what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to receive it. But again, there's this such an interesting dynamic about what we allow, what we allow into our life. Another, another such an interesting thing I felt the Lord speak that kind of goes in light of this and in light of, you know, the darkness or what, what that looks like, because darkness invades Darkness is allowed to invade as sin enters into our life. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, align, choose, invite, whatever word you want to say, mm-hmm. sin into our life to have reign in some sort of way by participating in it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it comes in in subtle ways, which is why sometimes we do feel overtaken by the weight of the darkness mm-hmm. is because it can come in in very subtle ways, both um, once we've sort of dealt with the external things that are the bigger, whatever we would call the external bigger ones, then it's the the heart sins, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pride, oh. like our self-righteousness, like totally. like these, these spaces in our life that are, that just, <laughs> oh, they're gross and ugly, but they can mask as something good and we can let them take up residence in our lives and I anyways I was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy 
And um, there was this guy who had a disease where, you know, he got, he had warts and sores on his body that were like growing sores on top of sores on top of sores to make, to the point where he looked like he was a creature from another, like, like realm like he had talons of sores like his hand he had no hands left he was just covered in sores all over and I I was beyond disgusted like I actually was like oh oh, that's so gross like I and I, I was saying aloud that is disgusting I can't even look at that that is so gross and I felt like the Lord just sort of quickened to my spirit that's what sin looks like as it attaches itself to your spirit. That's what I see wow. in the spirit. That's what I see in the spirit. And I was like, <laughs> I just kind of sat looking at this and then just thinking about like our holy God, just thinking about the purity and the holiness of God, the perfection of God. And it's interesting because I it didn't make me feel like I didn't feel like it was a shaming. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't feel like it was a condemning it was almost like an awareness of how we can walk without even realizing that as we participate in sin, as we invite or, you know, as we allow companions of, you know, resentment and unforgiveness and pride and self-righteousness. And idolatry and wanting things more of the world than of God. All of these things. All, and as we allow those yeah. things, and even yeah. subtly, even unaware, like they they infect, and it's the uh-huh. perfect word, like a disease, they infect our spirit man. Yeah. They infect our spirit man. I started to think about how we spend so much time, like externally on our appearance, not just like makeup and like clothing and things. Sure, yes. But even more externally, our image externally on our reputation on how people perceive us on what comes out of our mouth and we're constantly managing the perceptions of people about who we are and how even in the realm of our spirit and like what's really going on in our heart sometimes we spend more effort and energy on that Mm -hmm. than we actually do our true heart space before Mm -hmm. the lord and so anyways this collide of all these things just started to kind of be revealed in my heart and again it didn't bring me to a place of like being like utterly ashamed or, or feeling condemned but actually like okay, Lord. Okay. And then I thought about the word of God. I thought about the word of God that, that literally says, you know, God looks at us through what Jesus has already done. That scripture you just read, Jesus took all of that grotesqueness, the grotesqueness of our sin to the Mm -hmm. cross. And he looks at us through Jesus and calls us the righteousness of God. He, that's his name for us, despite that's the reality. Do do you know what I mean? And I was just like beyond in awe of this entire beautiful redemption that God is unfolding in our lives. It's so, so beautiful. That is powerful. Yeah. I know. And we are feeling the intensity of the season. Yeah. yeah. And I think exactly what you're saying, we actually stand back and we realize like that we are in a spiritual war. And if we have the eyes to see exactly what sin looks like, what sin does, that God, as he brings that constant revelation, like you said, it's not to condemn. Yeah. Because that is not what Jesus said. I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And that's the thing. And to bring them to righteousness and the righteousness is him. 
Yeah, that Jesus came in and took on all of that sin, all of the just the darkness and the disgusting parts of what sin does to our spirit. If we have the eyes to see, and as God is showing us that, we are able to walk in a place of great authority because if we don't, if we don't allow this resolve to follow Christ, but to follow Christ, not just by saying, God, I'm I'm all in, but I'm all in. Like my heart is yours. Do what you need to do. I'm resolved to be who you've created me to be. I'm resolved. I'm all in for you to go there. We are not able to walk in the authority and we are not able to walk in a place where the enemy is constantly disarmed in the way we live our lives. It's just the truth because his constant ruthless pursuit is to make us believe that we are weak and to make us believe that we are powerless and he has power over us and he will use whatever tactic it can take fear, whatever it may be. He will use it with no, like he's as resolved. He's more resolved to do that in our lives than we have any, that we even have an idea about. I think there's a quote that you said. I forget who had Yeah, like the consistency it. one. Yeah, who was that by? I don't, I actually don't know because Jay had had shared that with me one day. But yeah, he was just talking about spiritual warfare, about yeah. spiritual warfare. And he said the one thing, the, the one leg the enemy has up on us is that he knows that we will not be consistent, that we're not consistent. We don't consistently walk in the fullness of our authority in Christ. We do for a little while. We, we, we're on fire. We take authority. We walk in the fullness of what God has done for us. You know, we walk in repentance. We walk, and then slowly we let small little things in that seem insignificant. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves again in a place where we're sort of overrun with darkness that's coming from in from every single place. But we've allowed it and don't even realize where the enemy is a hundred percent consistent every single time. He never stops. He never stops, which takes us back to why we're in a fight. That's why the scriptures call it a fight. It's a constant fight. It's a war that whether you recognize it or not, whether you think you're in a war or not, we are in a battle of the spirit, of our spirit in the spiritual realm that we can't see all the time Mm -hmm. and we're not always aware of, but we're always in. We're always in. Yeah. Always. So it's so you feel like that. I feel like that word resolve is yeah. so powerful because yeah. it's also saying like I we need to be just as resolved and ask God to help us to be resolved in that desire to walk in authority and walk in humility and repentance to walk in authority. Yeah, that we can see and fight and be in a place where when the enemy crosses our bloodline, the bloodline of Jesus Christ, we're on his side when he crosses into our territory. We're like, not today. Yeah. Like not today. Out. Yeah. Like get out. And it's such, yeah. And it's such an interesting position that we're in, right? Because we know the end of the story. We know that Jesus already won. He won at the cross, but he still has given permission for the enemy to play, show his hand to, to still be at work until the final, you know, until the final day when Jesus returns and completes the whole story. We're in like the, the last, the last leg of this journey, but it's so interesting because we know that we're on the winning side, but there still is a battle. 
there still is a battle. It's like, it's almost as though, you know, if we were in a physical war that was happening, you know, in the natural place, it's like we already know, we've been told how this is going to play out, but we still have to battle because the enemy is still coming. Mm -hmm. The enemy is Mm -hmm. still trying to rule and reign and overthrow and overtake. So we have to fight, Mm -hmm. but we know the end of the story. So we fight from a position of victory victory and authority and all of that. But it is, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. I know, because I love that. Even you saying victory, because even in Colossians, when I was just reading that scripture, Colossians 1, verses 13 to 15, and it says like when he dis, when Jesus disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, he shamed them publicly by his victory in the cross. So like you're saying, we're fighting from a place of victory. And the thing is, you know, I've heard, I've heard songs or I've heard just maybe even messages like, you know, the devil's a defeated foe. Yes, he's a defeated foe, but he doesn't operate from a place of defeat. That's the thing. Like we know that the victory is final through the cross, but the enemy, Satan himself is the epicenter of pride. He still feels he can rewrite the end of that story. That's the truth. Totally. So you're not fighting a, like a foe that like is like, oh. Knows he's defeated. No, not no, at all. He it believes he has enough power. Yeah. He is going to rewrite the end of this story. And that is the ruthless attack. So not only is he going to rewrite the end of the whole story, he's going to rewrite the end of your story. Like he is going to have the say. And so that is the resolve to be like, no, the resolve is you are not having a foothold because like you said, that disgust of what he brings grows and infects every part of our body. But we can be resolved to say, I am under one king and I am resolved for that kingdom that is in heaven to be in earth, in my heart, living and active, constantly moving and changing and transforming me. That is a resolve. And if we can get on that resolve, it discontinually disarms an enemy that continually is re- trying to rearm constantly. So I know we've kind of gone around there, but I think that is the passion we're sensing is for the church to rise in strength out of not our own strength. Oh my goodness. We don't have power in ourselves. We absolutely are powerless in ourselves, but the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. The Holy Spirit, we've been given a guarantee of what's to come by a deposit of the Holy Spirit in us. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. That's incredible. Like we live with that power in us. Yeah. It's so, so neat. Um, You know, one of my mentors was sharing this example with me the other day and uh, she was just saying, okay, so God is the most powerful. Like if God, the enemy and us are like a three, you know, part, you know, trilogy, whatever, three parts of life, God has the most power. The enemy has more power than us, yeah. but we have Christ's power. So we have our part and Christ's part, but the enemy does have more power over us if we're alone. That's right. Which is, I I thought that was such an interesting perspective, right? Because the reality is, yeah, no, the enemy is real and he does do real things and he is powerful and he is more powerful than we are on our own. He is. Like he, like we can't, um, we can't resist on our own. We can't. We can't no. resist his temptation. No. We can't resist his constant 
constant barrage of distraction, of idols, of, you know, showing us almost like showing us shiny things that we're like, Ooh, that looks awesome. Let's try that. Like constantly, constantly, constantly happening. Right. But if we come under the blood, if we come under what Christ has done, then we have our part and Christ's part, (laughs) which is way more powerful, like way, way, way more powerful than the work of the enemy. And that's a beautiful, beautiful position that Christ has given us. And that's why God looks down at us, even though we are sinful and we are, we are without Christ, those disgusting, diseased, like just like grotesque beings, but in Christ, we're covered completely and called the righteousness of God. We're literally robed. We're literally made completely new because of the grace of God, not of any merit of our own, not of anything we've done to earn or deserve it, but because of Christ alone. And and as we were praying in our staff prayer time, I just felt like the Lord said, um, he kept saying, fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus. And I feel like in the midst of this, as we're sort of battling, because we do, we battle every day with all of these things that kind of come at us to distract. And as that darkness tries to invade, or as, you know, Peter steps out of the boat in the storm, the storm is raging all around. And as he steps out of the boat, and as we step out of the boat, as we take courageous steps to say, okay, okay, I know God is fighting for me. I know I'm with my, I'm standing as one with my brothers and sisters. Okay, we're going to hold the line here. We have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is what I felt the Lord say, fix your eyes on Jesus. There's much that is striving for your attention. There's much that is deceiving you into believing that person, that until this person does this, until this season passes, until this or that, that you won't be able to find peace. But the truth is that Jesus has already given you peace, not as the world gives peace in the midst of where you find yourself today. Fix your eyes on Jesus and don't get distracted in expectations, waiting for this or that to happen, looking to what others are doing. Fix your eyes on Jesus because his eyes are fixed on you. That's so beautiful. So, and it's true Mm. and it's absolutely true. And it's every time that we sort of look to the left or the right, it's every time that we get sucked into the wrong thing, the wrong way of handling our stress, of handling the next situation of the how part of our life. That's when we begin to sink. That's when darkness begins to invade. And that's when we're deceived into thinking it actually has power over our Mm -hmm. circumstance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's a disarmed foe. It's a deception. But deception's powerful because when we're deceived, we believe it's true. So it's a very, very powerful thing, which is why we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We need to stay in the word of God always. The word of God is going to be the anchor. It's going to be what helps us to be able to resolve that I have decided to follow Jesus, that I am going to walk in God's ways and I'm going to trust that his ways are good and right and true Mm -hmm. and that they are what I need to fight and to push back this darkness that's trying to invade. Again, if we recognized that it was, that we're being deceived Mm -hmm. to think that it has power over us, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a beautiful posture to, to fight from. It is. Right? And it again, we're is. with Jesus. Like it's us and Jesus. That's right. Against 
we we have way more power way more. way more power but again if we if it's just us yeah that's where we can maybe feel that's right yeah. we need each other like i love it we're in the struggle together we're in it together and i think that's exactly what we were talking about right from the beginning like kind of looping back jesus heart cries that we would be one as him and the father are one because the power of unity it talks about in psalms one could put a thousand to ten Never mind if you get like a bunch of you together, you are putting a ton to flight. Yeah. Like there is power in numbers. There's power in unification. And the thing is not like you're saying when we're unified with Christ right away, that, we're, like that's incredible. We've, won. We're, we've already won. We've already He's won. already won. He's already won. And so those of you who are listening today, you may just be in a place where you are feeling defeated. We want to remind you that you are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. And because of what Jesus has done, because he has canceled the record of the charges against you, the charges against me, he has disarmed the spiritual authorities that would come to rob, steal, and destroy your life. So may today you walk in the authority of what Christ has done through a place of victory. He's already shamed the enemy. He's already told them, this is done. This is a completed work. And so may you align your spirit to the finished work of the cross and allow God to go into a deeper place today in your heart that you'd be able to be resolved that you have decided to follow him. And that means allowing him to go to those places of repentance, going to those places to submit, to surrender your fear, your disruptions, whatever it may be, your bitterness, unforgiveness. Maybe you're feeling things have unjustly been done to you. May today be a place that you resolve to allow the spirit of God to do a work in you so that you walk in the authority where the enemy is disarmed. That's our prayer for you today. That is so powerful. And I'm going to flip my end today to say, would you put your full confidence in God? Mm. Would you put your full confidence in who Christ is in you, in what he's already done for you? And that's how I'm going to end today. Put your confidence mm. in God. Amen. I'm going to flip it too. And may you crown him as king. He has crowned you as his child. May you crown him as the king of your life and your heart today. We serve an awesome God. Have a great day. Love that. (laughs) Me too. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.